0: God was still like really tugging on my heart. Like the mess that you went through is a message for these boys that you need to start sharing. And like, you know, I had these skeletons in the closet that I was hoping and praying to God that no one would ever find out. Right. And that you didn't
1: re- want like, to share it.
0: Yes. Yeah. When I started to realize how important it was to share that, I started grabbing those skeletons out the closet by the throat and being like, guys, <laughs> listen, listen. This is why I am talking to you about this. I've been there. I've done that. I get it.
1: You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast where we shift your WTF moments into WTL moments and learn together how to transform your life and relationships through social emotional learning. We're your hosts. Jill and Mary,
2: social-emotional learning experts, and the co-founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. In each episode,
1: we'll explore the five competencies of SEL, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making, and share practical tips, stories, and strategies for building these skills in ourselves and others. Whether you're a parent, educator, or just
2: looking to improve your own social emotional well-being, this podcast is for you. Join us as we navigate the exciting and sometimes challenging world of SEL and discover the power that emotional intelligence has to transform our lives and communities.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. What's the lesson? It's yo girls, Jill <laughs> and Mary, and we are excited to have you back tuning in today. This week, you know it, you know it well, we'd
2: like to take all of your WTF moments and flip them on their head because how often have you looked back and thought, wow, that really effed up situation actually taught me an incredible lesson about me and my life and who I am and our sole purpose on this planet is to be able to provide that perspective to the younger versions of us. Yes, literally the younger versions of us. We work with teen and tween girls from the ages of 10 to 18, as well as their parents. And it would have been a game changer for us to be enrolled in these conversations about how to respond to situations that were not favorable. And we literally could not be more excited to be staring at the face across the screen from us today because this man has been integral in our growth just as a cheerleader, a belief giver, and someone who's also in the trenches with us in this work. So Tommy Tomas Barraza, what is up? You are a here specialist to boot. You have been in the shoes of these kids. You're also an incredible storyteller with your video company, which we'll get more into. But hello, welcome to the podcast. We are
0: <laughs> Man, Jill and Mary. Mary and Jill, come on now. You guys are absolutely incredible. Thank you guys. Thank you both for having me on this podcast. And I'm just honored like y'all are doing some incredible work. So to be able to like come alongside you in this moment in time and like dive into those, like what the F moments, you know, like what in the world happened is just incredible. So thank you guys for the opportunity. Um, Thank you both for just the work that you are doing, have been doing, continue to do for our next generation of just these young ladies that are out in the world and even beyond them, right? Like, The impact that they're also creating in the world because the moments that they've been able to share and invest with you also. Oh, come on.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm feeling the love already. Amen. I mean, seriously, Tomas, you also, I'm I'm so excited for our listeners to hear a little bit more about you, but I also want to say that you've come from incredible experiences and your story also influences and impacts those around you so i would love to just tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do and then we can kind of take it from there
0: Mm, okay so that's always a tough question to really answer because there's so many different pieces of us that mold us together to who we are today right but i think you know a big part of for me is like you know, I grew up in a really small town, Douglas, Arizona, you know, it's right up on the border with Mexico, you know, and like probably 25, 30 miles from New Mexico, small town vibe. I'm talking like whenever it's Christmas, we're busting out the seams. We have no more room for anybody to come in and visit, type of thing, you know, so, you know, being, people are sleeping being in
2: bunk be... beds with each other, all of it.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On top of each other, everything, right? So being able to to grow up there, you know, taught me a whole lot. And at the same time, like when I moved to a bigger city, you know, first by way of Tucson and then landing here in the Phoenix metro area, it made me just curious, curious about people. You know, I knew what people were like in that small corner of the world, but, you know, here is a melting pot. Like I get, you know, we have all these different cultures and diversities and so on and so forth, you know? And so that is something that like, God, it just stirred things up on the inside of me to be even more and more curious. Now, here's the really big thing. I have forever been a chameleon of sorts, right? Of just kind of like fitting in where I can get in. And for better or for worse, that would either work for me or against me. And so- in the times that it worked against me, especially as a teenager and early teens, was when I started getting involved with, you know, drinking, smoking weed, you know, and eventually even getting involved in in the drug trade. That's where my chameleon likeness, right, wasn't necessarily working for me. And so through like navigating through all of that, hitting rock bottom in the trenches of, of just like substance use and drug trade affiliated after like navigating through it all, coming up to the valley and and really like having this like moment of what am I really doing? Like what's really, really going on with the purpose that God has on my life, you know? And so that's when I started to realize, yes, it's okay to be a chameleon, but in a way to like reach people where they're at and help them to navigate into their own purpose and, and their own journey that they're going on. You know, and so that's what, you know, I've been really blessed to be able to do for the gosh, like the last 10 years now, just pouring into youth, sharing a little bit of my story, just as a way to open them up, just like you all are doing, right? Like uh, in a way to open them up to be able to like, look up just a little bit to see where exactly they're going and what they're doing now that's impacting their future, you know? So yeah, I don't know. Thinking
2: piece of it. It totally did, and I can relate so on such a deep level, growing up in a very small town on my own, it felt like that was the rite of passage. It felt like that was what you did, right? You drank, you got involved in drugs, you were twiddling your thumbs. So if anyone here is listening to that and they're from a small town, know that there's so much more for you because what it sounds like is you moved to Tucson, maybe messed around a little there in some areas you should not have, but coming to Phoenix from my perspective, from what you just said, feels like a breath of fresh air. Like you literally had a coming to Jesus moment around the activities that you were involved in and how you wanted to tell your story moving forward. So will you share a little bit more about what it looked like for you to start getting involved with youth development? Because we met you at Not My Kid. So many of our incredible relationships started by meeting people through Not My Kid, which is a huge part of our story and we know it's a huge part of yours as well. So did you start out there? Did you start by way of somewhere else?
0: Yeah, shout out to Not My Kid. That like being involved on that team was such a game changer for me, like seriously. And even having mentors like, gosh, I always, Talk about her, like she's she's my Yoda, she's my Mr. Miyagi, right? And that's Geronda Montano. Like being able to have her on my corner and on my side and like helping me grow into the we preventionist that her. I am today. Invaluable, invaluable. Geronda, if you're listening to this, Jay Money, you know how much love. <laughs> what I'm up? Now? Jay
2: you. out <laughs> We feel uh, equally man, but, as drawn to her. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. Yeah. But you know, I my my start with like youth development and prevention started even a little bit before that. I had a part-time job on the weekends, working at a group home agency. And you know, at the time when I was working with these boys, I started to realize how much resources that they had around them that were pouring into them. But they always felt like these people don't get me. They just read it in a book somewhere. They just get it theoretically, but they've never been through what I've been through. And when I started to realize that God was still like really tugging on my heart, like The mess that you went through is a message for these boys that you need to start sharing. And like, you know, I had these skeletons in the closet that I was hoping and praying to God that no one would ever find out. Right. And that you didn't
1: want to share it.
0: Yes. Yeah. When I started to realize how important it was to share that, I started grabbing those skeletons out the closet by the throat and being like, guys, (laughs) listen, this is why I am talking to you about this. I've been there. I've done that. I get it. I get what you were going through. Some of them were there because of things that they had done. Others were there because of things their parents had done. And I can identify on both sides. Like, I get it. When, again, I was working there part time. And during, like, that season of my life, I was going through some professional development seminars, personal development seminars and whatnot. And on a retreat out in California, I had this just, you know, God moment where, you know, my full-time job at the time was I was working at Giorgio Armani. And, you know, I went with the like suit and tie and what that all looked like, you know, from an exterior standpoint. But I was like, yo, I've already shown you your purpose. Why do you keep messing around with retail? You need to lean into this, lean into sharing your story more. So that was the start. When I got back, literally that happened, you know, in in October, I got back the first week of October of 2014, hit up Not My Kid. You know, and and who I had already been familiar with in the past, because I had a job offer the same day for Giorgio Armani that I did in the past for Not My Kid to become a prevention specialist, but I went that route. So I hit them up again. Luckily, there was a spot available, and so I hopped on board October 2014, and man, the rest was history. Like it was literally like a call from God for me to really get involved and dive in deeper deeper with not my kid
1: (laughs) you say luckily like there wouldn't have been a spot no they're like we will make a spot (laughs) available for you well and how funny the similarities of your story and our story so the two of us worked at lululemon for many years and also i knew i had this tug on my heart too around you love people in development and it was just always a thought well what happens if what i'm doing here what happens if you actually did it outside of these four walls and, and do it with youth? Like I kept having that for years. And finally my story too, it got to the point where I was like, I actually don't even know what I want to do, but I know I am made for more and I need to lean into that little tug of my heart to explore it. And that's where, you know, Mary and I created girls mentorship, all of that. But what I want to say in that is, you could have stayed in retail for your career, and you didn't because you knew that you saw the difference that you were making in that part-time job or the weekend job that you had with serving those boys. And it probably lit you up and you were wrestling with the idea of, do I do this full-time and I'm still thinking about it. And, And what I wanna say in that for the listeners tuning in is what's been on your heart? what are you being called to do and how are you taking action around it because i want to really highlight that you said that your mess is now your message and so many people want to keep their challenges or their fears or those um, past experiences in the closet because it makes them look weak or it makes them look less than but if we were to really show our kids especially that we are you, we were once you, we can totally relate. I mean, we can transform so many people's lives by just being honest and vulnerable.
2: And it's not comfortable, right? Because I'm sure Giorgio Armani had a great retirement plan. I can't imagine that the benefits there were shabby, right? (laughs) So I also want to highlight the fact that it's not going to be comfortable making that change, making that leap, even just taking a step outside your comfort zone to volunteer somewhere once a week Mm -hmm. that goes against the schedule that you have all the reasons why not. But what does leaning in give you? Because leaning in for you, Tomas has given you an incredible career one that you can absolutely hang your hat on and say your test absolutely became your testimony for who knows how many people's lives you've impacted. And it's by sharing stories like this one. And the story I kind of want you to dive into, I was scrolling TikTok the other day and your sweet face popped up and you were sharing about a moment in time where you were sitting in a cold jail cell and you really had to have A conversation with yourself around if this was the future that you wanted so if that isn't relatability in terms of getting yourself into a mess of trouble and figuring out using those critical thinking skills if that's what you wanted your future to look like because at that age i think it's hard for us to conceptualize what it actually looks like to have a future and what we wanna quote unquote be when we grow up. There's a lot of invincibility that comes around it, thinking that we're not gonna get caught or we're not gonna get in trouble and boom, jail cell. So will you dive a little bit more into that turning point and where that was within your story?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. To be honest, that wasn't the turning point for me. Although I took that, that moment of like, holy cow, I can't believe I got myself here And was so pissed off at myself for doing that, right? Realizing and recognizing like everyone in my life that we're going to find out about the secret that I kept from them. And I'm talking about my friends, my family, my loved ones, so on and so forth, right? And so all of that being said, as I was sitting with the weight of of that thought of what am I doing? I still did not bounce back in that moment because that's not necessarily how, you know, this addiction works of drinking and smoking, right? Partying and also the lifestyle that I was building of being involved in the drug trade and feeling powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Although like in reality, I was giving away so, so much of my power in what I was doing because I was just a pawn in the grand scheme of things, you know, and so that being said, like, it wasn't that moment that was the turning point. I didn't learn my lesson. I started thinking, okay, I'm going to get smarter instead of mm. like me doing the things. Like I'm going to connect people knowing that they're going to do business. And right. that's how like, I'll, start, I'll, I'll start making money on that end.
1: At this mm-hmm. point in, in your life, did you have anybody pouring into you? Did you have because you said at the very beginning of this conversation, how you notice how these boys had resources, but no, no one, one was to to. no one was relating to them. Did you feel the same way?
0: Yeah, in a sense. Yes, I did. But at the same time, so yes, I had people pouring into me. I had one foot in to doing really, really good things, right? I was I was a student athlete you know, involved in student clubs and so forth. And then I had this other side, this other foot that no one knew. And so I'm I'm talking even down to my closest friends. Some of them knew that, you know, I was partying and drinking and smoking, but none of them knew that I was involved in the drug trade. I'm talking my closest friends had no clue about that. So all of those people, whether it was my peers, whether it was, you know, my coaches, whether it was family members that were pouring into me on a positive level, like all of those were seeds that were planted that although it didn't take root quite yet, when I finally did realize the weight of the decisions that I was making, I was able to follow those seeds like breadcrumbs to get back on point with the with the journey that I should have been on, right? Or the journey that that would have led to a more positive life that started helping me to get out of that hole, you know? So- yeah, there was always people I was just ignoring that. I was ignoring right. those seeds that were being planted.
1: Yeah, I so just long. I want to just call that out because I'm sure there's people listening. Like there's parents who are like, but I'm giving my kid all, all of, of it opportunities, yeah. you know, yes. and it I really boils down to the person. It boiled down to you to say, I need to make a different choice. And I might have to get in trouble a few more times to like really wake myself up and come to being the change that so many people saw in me, but it took you a little bit of time. And I just want to call that out because, you know, parents come to us and they're like, fix her, fix her. She's the problem Mm -hmm. and you're the solution. And I'm like,
2: we can't Mm -hmm. fix her in three hours. And what you just said in terms of breadcrumbs and seeds, Mm -hmm. we hold our hats high knowing that we are seeds. And what do we know about plants? It takes sunshine and water and the correct environment in order to grow. And sometimes those seeds get, you know, taken out from the ground that they're in, or they don't get the nurture that they need in order to Mm -hmm. flourish. However, at some point, The individual can make the decision to change their environment, which means they're getting what they need in order to grow. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take screwing up a couple of times in order to learn the lesson. And something that we often challenge parents to remember is that they were not perfect either. It probably took them a few times hearing it from a couple of different sources to understand the lesson because realistically we're talking to a population whose brain is not fully developed in terms Mm -hmm. of decision-making and critical thinking of course (laughs) and risk-taking of course it appealed to you to be the big man on campus and nobody knew right you're probably making good money for a kid your age you're probably making decisions that your parents probably weren't even making, which gave you a sense of superiority. And just, I mean, I can't imagine the bravado you were walking around with, which obviously fogs decision-making, because it's like, now I am invincible and I am conniving. So I did get in trouble, but how do I avoid getting in trouble the next time, right? Those skills are really important. Manipulation is an important skill depending on how you use it, right? So I love all of those little call outs within your story because it wasn't a one and done time. You went back to the lifestyle before ultimately deciding that it wasn't for you.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And here, here's the thing, like, like we, know, we know the equation. The equation is seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. And we forget that that time piece isn't necessarily on our time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is on the right time. That's God's time for me. Like, and and when it comes down to it, we just have to have enough hope in our kids' future, enough faith in the moment, right? And and also like just recognizing and realizing that it does take a village. Like, you know, I know for sure that I am dad to my son and to to baby on the way, right? I am dad, and at the end of the day, I wouldn't change that. Sometimes I got to like let them know, like, bro, you know, to your peers, they love me, man. Like, wh- you don't even realize who you have as a dad right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's times where I caught myself telling him that, you know, but then I've got to realize like, to other people's kids, I might be the man, and other people to my son is the man is the woman is the one that he looks up to like man jill and mary they're just incredible you know like so and so is just like man they're so awesome and so it takes a village we need to understand our role and know like be be confident in the way that we're playing that so i say confident but i also want to say not complacent like i know it i you know i've been here before i got I got a few kids like I've been I've done this teenage thing, this preteen thing before you've done it before, but not with this one, Mm. not with this kid. Every single flower, this this child that we have is different. It's unique. Some of them that time they get it. You plant it. You see some of the fruit coming right away. Others, it might take time, but it takes a village. So surround them. I really want to talk to the parents right now, like surround your kids what people that you know will continue to plant the right seeds that you want for your kids and continue to water those seeds. And if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that Jill and Mary are them for sure, you know, <laughs> that you want to keep around your kiddos. So absolutely, absolutely. See, time and harvest. We can't, we can't rush the process.
1: I, when you said time and it's like, you think of the T-I-M-E and the I is like, you need 20 of them. Time. Time. <laughs> really? yes. And
2: we, yes. we love, we love that you said that because that yes. is a theme around girls mentorship HQ, but our equation is seed, sow, time, mm-hmm. work, harvest. So there's, there's Come a on. couple extra elements in there because yep. We're all looking for the harvest, right? And we think we plant the seed and we give it enough water and we give it enough sunshine. We wish it was like Amazon. It came overnight, <laughs> right? right? right. But, <laughs> that the harvest is going to be exactly what we're expecting it to be. But people tend to forget that the harvest is that it's actually the part that takes the most work. Right. A farmer doesn't get up and look at the crops that are growing heftily in his field and think, but I did it. No, he puts his boots and his overalls on and now he's got to go harvest it, which means sun up to sun down out working hard in the field. So I, mm-hmm. I love that call out because it applies to everyone. That's such a beautiful call out mm-hmm. in terms of everyone is unique and individual and what those kids need in terms of nutrients and time and work is going to look a little bit different. You've got a great mm-hmm. foundation if you've had kids, you've got a little bit more know-how, however, it's gonna be different with each one of them.
0: Yeah, and and believe me, like you know, as parents, as much as we want to see it take root right away, we want to see the fruits of our labor right away within our kiddos. We also, like, talk to some of those parents whose kids just graduated this last May, right? Like, talk to them, parents, they wish they had more time. Mm -hmm. And so, at the end of the day, time is the thing that, like, if we can just learn how to be in that time, and just flow with it, because the way that our kids spell time isn't T-I-M-E, it's L-O-V-E, it's the love that we pour mm. into them you know what i'm saying like it's it's the, that that time that we spend with them is such a loving moment listen like we might have some parents on here that's just like my kids hate spending time with me they hate it. and and you know it might be uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar we are creatures of habit we are creatures of being of familiarity so at first it might feel like man we're yanking teeth just to get get some you know time with our kids but the more consistent that we do that and we find the ways that are like, the way that they want to spend that time, then that's where they start to feel that love. You know what I'm saying? They, they start to feel loved by it. So, and guess what? Like, all of a sudden, the sowing and the work that wraps around that time and is between the seed and the harvest that is a part of the, you know, girls mentorship HQ, like, that's where all of a sudden, like, okay, the love in between starts to wrap around that seed that's been planted. And, and so, yeah, anyways, like I'm, I'm having this whole visual in my mind. so I am too. <laughs> yes, and I'm getting goosebumps
1: it. listening to this because it's true. I think like when friction and conflict happen at home and all parents are seeking is finding harmony. I think it goes mm-hmm. back to that. It's how are you connecting with your child? in spending quality time so that their love grows and that their heart that might feel really shielded or they're protecting it for some reason that it can crack open and they'll let you in more and more but it's the consistency piece so that that was such a beautiful Mm -hmm. Well,
2: And it's realizing that not everything is going to be done on your timeline and your way isn't the way. Mm -hmm. There's so many conversations that we have and we get it. You just said we're creatures of habit. Like we're stuck in our ways as well. And we want people to rise to our occasion. But what we often forget is that in order to break those barriers, in order to create those bonds, we have to meet our kids where they are. That, Mm -hmm. I mean, one of our most foundational conversations with parents and girls is what is your love language? And if it's not your love language, what is your Enneagram? Like, how do you like to be communicated with? What is special and important to you? And as a parent, can you get on board with those things? I see eye rolls on both sides of the fence. Cause it's like, I don't wanna listen to that music. It's dumb, it's this, it's that. I can't understand why she dresses that way. I don't get the video games. You have to get it. I'm sorry, it's a non-negotiable. You have to meet them where they're at because this is what they like, what they enjoy, what their friends are into. And if you pass up that opportunity, all you're doing is driving the stake further and further between the relationship, and it's going to take way more time than you want it to to reconnect, if the reconnection happens at all.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love it. Oh
1: mm-hmm. well. I know. You... I'm like, I'm taking it all in. <laughs> Honestly, what I what I feel like we can do in these next couple of minutes is just share what you do now. So you've taken mm-hmm. us through this beautiful journey of your story and how you came to where you are but what are you currently doing now
0: yeah so right now a couple of different things right i i co-lead a brand with my man Jake White shout out to Jake White <laughs> <laughs> We call it a brand called Vive 18, where we do drug prevention education all across the country. And part of that is teaching students how they can throw these massive sober house parties. You know, so we get people, oftentimes a lot of our partners are coalitions, schools and so on and so forth. But it's all people that wrap around our young people, our teenagers and, and preteens, just showing them how to have a good time without turning to drugs and alcohol. So that's one thing that we do. It's been absolutely incredible. Jake, he has an entirely different story than I do. Like our stories couldn't be on more opposite sides of the spectrum. You know, he was from day one standing up for his health and his future, making the healthy decision for himself not to drink, smoke or do anything like that, you know. And yeah, you guys know where I was. Now, for him, when he got into college, he started literally throwing these masses over house parties after he read the statistic that said over 33 percent of college students didn't want to drink. And he's like, man, I'll call it BS on that. I have never (laughs) met someone here on my campus that said they didn't want to drink. I don't know anyone like me, he was thinking. And then a thought quickly came to him after that. And it was like, well, what if everyone's just waiting for someone to step up? So he started doing that we met back in, uh, gosh, I think it was like 2017 or so. You know, I started helping him dream about what does that look like to bring it from the college market to also the high school and middle school market as well. So I started helping him get that going and whatnot. And yeah, as time went on, We started to really partner up and and go and share both sides of the spectrum of our stories. And then so that way we can catch a wider demographic of people, those who have already started and those who have continued to make the healthy decision for themselves. So that's a little of what what I'm doing right now as well. Yeah,
1: that is so good. And oh, my gosh, I just know parents and educators and people are, and, and we'll, we'll plug all of this in the show notes, because I'm sure there are people out here hearing this for the first time. When we learned about this, we were like, no way. Yeah. This is so
2: cool. Well, we were on your end of the spectrum. We totally we were. loved to party. And we, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say we still loved to party. However, like I, I couldn't imagine myself not being that kid in college. For me, that was again coming from a small town, doing that throughout high school. That was all I knew. And that felt mm-hmm. like my rite of passage. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you're throwing a rager, I'll be there, right? <laughs> I was the first <laughs> one to RSVP. Ooh. So for us, when we heard Jake's story, and it was you who introduced us to 518 mm-hmm. and Party.0 we were floored because it's so incredible for kids to have an outlet like that and to feel like they can be seen, heard, and valued in their beliefs. Totally.
1: And to like, I just love you so much, Tomas, that you are so open with your story because kids can smell BS from a mile away. So as much as we're like,
2: we want you to
1: be healthy. It's like, yeah. And what happens if I'm not right now? I want somebody else to tell me that, it's gonna be okay. It turns out a different way. And it can turn out to be a different way. So I love that you guys are so open in your storytelling so that kids can see themselves in either you or Jake. It's just incredible.
0: Yeah, and I I think, you know, to the adults watching, to the parents watching, you might be an aunt, uncle, whatever you might be, someone who young people around you look up to. I just want to encourage you to be intentional. Be intentional because they absolutely catch on to everything. And like we said, it takes a village. And so whether we mean it or not, we're always like leaving those seeds behind of what fun looks like. So I will never tell an adult that they should never drink or party with drugs and alcohol. I'll never say that. I, I won't, matter of fact, like I won't ever tell a teenager that. That is not my style. Matter of fact, that is none of my business. What I am here to do, though, is encourage people to be more mindful and more just intentional about what exactly we're doing, especially as adults with the next generation. Like, how are we showing them that they can have a good time without having to turn to drugs and alcohol? You know what I'm saying? Because anytime the Super Bowl comes up, you better believe there's going to be all kinds of commercials. Right. (laughs) Or like like in the media, just in general. They're inundated with it. And so we right. want to help up the dosage of, you know, being able to do things like, like fit in, make friends and have fun without turning to drugs and alcohol. Again, like, I just want to reiterate, I'm not saying that adults, you should never drink. No, no, never that. I am just saying, like, be intentional. you got some, some young people around that you love. No, and no I'm kidding. sure that you would not like want them to get into addiction or or like struggle with anything like that so just show them you know what i mean that it's 100
1: show them
2: my show them my dad got pulled over i'm not sure how many times he actually got booked and arrested but i can recall from my childhood my dad getting pulled over six times drinking and driving what do you Mm. think i did when i turned 21 Girl got herself a bang in DUI, right? We pick up cues. We see how people have fun, and we think that's the way we need to do it. So I know raising a child in this day and age can seem daunting based on the news reports. And every time you scroll social media, you see something awful, and, 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 however, on this conversation on this podcast looking at who we're looking at at the opposite end of the screen our future is really bright because we have individuals that are on this conversation and in this conversation on a daily basis that want the best for your kids so tune in to the bright spots in your day, which includes podcasts like this. Go look for organizations like what Tomas and Jake are doing because that gives you hope and it gives you a bright spot to look at. So to end our show, we always ask our guests one question within a sentence. Can you explain what your greatest lesson has been from one of your WTF moments? Ooh.
0: Gosh, I would say the biggest one, it wasn't a surprise. That's the sentence, that's the statement, right? As much as I'm like, what in the world just happened? All that I had been doing obviously would lead to a moment like this. And it was that drug deal that gone bad you know, that led to someone literally getting shot and killed. And that was all due to a connection that I made. And so even though I wasn't the one that, you know, called for the drug deal to go bad, even though, you know, I wasn't the one that told them that they need to pull that trigger on that person or anything like that, I didn't even know that was going on. But yet it was a connection I made that led to someone losing their life.
2: Mm.
0: And as I reflect back on that, that is not a surprise based on the way that I was living my life. And so that's why, again, once again, like intentionality is something that is huge for all of us, whether we are preteens, teenagers, early young adults, parents, so on and so forth. My encouragement is just be intentional, be purposeful.
2: And I love thinking about that on both sides of the quarter, right? Because it wasn't a surprise that your actions led to a dire circumstance mm-hmm. like that. But look at your circumstances now. Mm-hmm. It's also not a surprise based on how you've been living your life. So I think what I would like to end this show on is it's it's all a choice. You have a choice in how you show up and your choices impact those around you. So you get to decide whether you want to healthfully impact them or unhealthfully impact them so tomas Come thank up. you your
1: huge thank you
2: Tomas your wisdom your candor the way you your show energy up, all of it is so appreciated and we'll leave you with that you guys all of the information on where you can find this angel of a human will be in our show notes and we can't wait to see you on the next
0: episode yeah and before we head out I just wanna say thank you to both of you for again, all that you do, all that you have done, all that you continue to do for our next generation. And for all of you that are listening, know that it takes, once again, it takes a village. And so even along with the camps that are going on with Girls Mentorship, it really does take a team of volunteers. So if there's something, even just a little bit in your heart that is tugging you that you are questioning, should I? Yes. Let me just answer that. Yes. <laughs> yes. You <should> volunteer, <laughs> yeah. your time, any any type of skill set that you have, any financial resources as well, because it ain't free to put these things on. And also, you know, with that being said, like they want to open it up to more and more people. Which means also not putting the cost on our, you know, families and whatnot. So if you can sponsor these events, if you can volunteer at them, if you can, you know, donate some of your skill set, do it because it is making a difference. The world is better because of Jill and Mary and girls mentorship and the team they have behind them. So thank you two so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. The best.
2: we literally couldn't have said it better it doesn't it, it takes it takes a village on this side too so thank you for that wonderful shout out and i think that's the best way to end this episode so you heard it here first if you're feeling called you know where to find us and we're more than happy to welcome you into our organization in however way you can come and in with open open arms so we will see you on the next episode bye
1: everyone We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in with us.
2: If you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one of the following ways by sharing this episode with a friend or tagging us on your social media, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review, or
1: by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Geneva for girls and parents in the show notes. This is a place where we exchange ideas, post questions, and provide support to each other. Until next time,
2: you guys, remember, being able to shift our WTF moments and finding the lesson instead saves us time and mental energy.
1: And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.